Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon, October the 11th. We are glad you have tuned in today. If you're new to SWAT Radio, maybe this is uh, your first time to listen to Doug and I. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, We are a daily radio broadcast, really a talk, little, you know, conversational uh, discussion from God's Word. And uh, Doug, I'm, I hate to say I missed today. I obviously you knew I wasn't there because I know you're always looking for yeah, me in the I audience. Yeah, I can tell right? when you're not there, Bradley, because you are such a staple. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I got out of I got out of uh, showing some property this morning and was hoping I was going to be able to be done in time. Finished up about twelve thirty, twelve forty. I thought, well, man, I could probably trip on over and get involved in that conversation afterwards. That's always fun. Yeah. Well. And today it went really long. Uh, it went um, uh, almost uh, 20 minutes afterwards, of, and not a soul left, not one person left, which was awesome. All 20 plus guys were there. Uh, and we just were talking about the kingdom of God, which we'll talk about next week on air, and you won't be here then. <clears throat> I know it. I'll be, be out of in. town. I'll be tuning in. You'll be in swinging sure. a club somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm going to be swinging a club this weekend, and then next week I'm taking. Uh, hannah and her oh, that's new, right her new husband back up to nashville hmm. getting them all moved in so yeah well my son ryan is actually moving this is weekend he really? too he's Where's going he from he's moving from one place to another down in melbourne mm-hmm. but when you have young ones uh is Lori still down there two dog- no Lori came back okay uh Lori did come back but um it is uh still challenging when you have young ones and two big dogs and i mean <laughs> He's got a St. Bernard. Those are massive dogs. Those are huge. Okay, so I have to tell you this. This was funny, and not this is a current. This is a current event in our household. Okay. <laughs> um, so Lori uh, took. Lori always likes the little mini chocolate chips. She puts them on ice cream oh, and of course. stuff. And <clears throat> so she took some down there. She had some like uh, some energy bars that were caffeine. Mm-hmm. And the St. Bernard got into her room and ate the whole bag of chocolate oh chips, word. Uh, all the energy bars. And do you know, it didn't even affect that dog, <laughs> you know, cause I thought that was stuff was like poison for dogs, but apparently not this dog. Yeah. I thought chocolate wasn't good for him. Yeah. So, so apparently it, iron stomach probably. Yeah. So that big dog, I mean, <laughs> do you get, you guys don't have a dog. Do you? Yeah, we do. Oh, we do have you really? a 90 pound golden retriever named summer. Yeah, Summer's a good dog, too. We've had her 11 years almost, I think, 10 and a half years. So, uh, yeah, she's a white golden retriever, uh. and um, that's cool. Uh, she got she was really a gift because uh, we couldn't afford a dog like that, and uh, I told God I'd like one, and he brought one into our paths, and it was really cool. So, uh, but enough about the McCary current events. Um, you know, Israel... Uh, right now still um i'm sure you're aware of what's going on there but apparently um there is a growing um a a growing movement around israel not just from the lebanese border but syria now i heard was also launching so this is a really big deal over there i mean this this uh 
thing with Israel is, uh, so you've got Hamas in the south, you got uh, Hezbollah up in the north in Lebanon, Mm -hmm. and now Syria is launching rockets. So uh, they into Israel, yes, and uh, of course Iraq and Jordan and Egypt are all condemning Israel for what they're doing, uh, their defense of what they're doing there. And even people, I just heard that um, the Turk, uh, one of the Turkish uh, uh, heads of state, I mean, I don't know if it was the, I, I think it was the Department of Education minister or something, um, put something on Twitter, not not Twitter now, it's X, X. that um, that BB Netanyahu, you're dead, you know, you're a dead man, basically, I mean, basically <clears throat> telling me they're going to come shoot you. So, it, I mean, it's a scary time for those people, and uh, we need to pray. And I was I was talking with Lori before we um, left this morning, and um, we were just talking about Israel as a whole, and I was sharing with her that, you know, we're not really – we pray for the peace of Israel, but the peace of Israel – I mean, it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Scripture, right? Uh, and – we uh, that's in Psalm 122, by the way, if you want to look it up. But we should be praying for not only them to um, be able to defend themselves, but pray for them to know Jesus first. Yeah, yeah. The only way they will know peace is through Jesus. And, you know, I know everybody is repulsed by the... Um, the images and the the videos, what they did was horrendous. What Hamas did was horrendous down there. Um, and there is a lot of anti-Israel propaganda coming out right now. So we need to pray for the them to come to Christ. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to pray for the leaders there, uh, Bibi Netanyahu and the leaders in charge, uh, and uh, pray for reconciliation um, you know, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about that, uh, but it's um, it is something that um, we need to be praying for as believers. We look at things different than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. We look at things under the leadership of Christ, and so um, anyway, we we need to remember those things. I I was just uh, struck by. Hadn't really talked a lot about that, but um. well, and <clears throat> obviously we are called to reconcile. Mm-hmm. But how do you reconcile this? You know, yeah. how, how does uh, how does Israel reconcile this? Yeah, you know, and I, maybe we need a clear understanding of what it means to reconcile. Yeah, well, I was, you know, Lori and I was talking um, about even your if you remember. Uh, one of the things that the leaders of um, Israel, the leaders back during Jesus' time, made the statement, his blood be on our hands and our children. They basically called down God's curse on them. Hmm. Uh, And I'm not saying he did it. I'm just saying what they said. This is what they said. And I, I was thinking about even in the Old Testament, because I've really been torn as I've think I've thought about this, that um, you know when God brought judgment to Israel, when He brought uh, and and there was a long history there of disobedience, mm-hmm. 
And when he brought judgment to them, at one time he tells Jeremiah, don't pray for them, don't intercede for them. And so I'm wrestling through all this. Like, I want to pray for their peace, but, but the peace of Jerusalem, like it says, right. uh, I want to pray for I, 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 the people. I want to have empathy for what they're going through. It's awful. Nobody should have to go through that. There should be justice, right? But we also have to recognize that the only way they will experience true peace is with Jesus. Yeah. We either believe that or we mm-hmm. don't. And yep. you can't divorce that from what's happening now. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we have visceral reactions and we jump in and we we feel so strongly about the justice aspect. And I, I go back to what I read on, I think it was Monday, about the guy at Nuremberg who saw Adolf, you know, um, I, um, I can't think of his name now, um, but uh, the the Nazi guy, and he saw him and he said, I am him. He said the same evil. He's just a man hmm. like me. And, uh, and so that, uh, that as we, as we look at what's going on over there, you go, I'm not evil. I could never do that. Well, you know, the same evil, but for the it, grace it, of God, it, right? Yeah, it is. It is. <clears throat> I mean, I do you ever just, do you ever think about that? You know, I think yesterday, it may have been Monday. I was driving home, listening to the news. And you ever have those moments where you realize the blessing of being born when you were born, where you were born, to whom you were born? Yeah. You know, it That's right. it, it, could be, it could be you over it's there. out of Acts 17. Mm-hmm. God choose where we are. Yeah. Um, by the way, the guy's name was Adolf Eichmann. It was Eichmann. Eichmann. Yeah. Eichmann. I knew it was Eich something. Yeah, it was Adolf Eichmann, <clears throat> and it was in 1961. But uh, Yehiel Denur who was one of the witnesses there went in and just saw this guy who during the peak of war had did such evil things. And now here he was years later. Um, and he saw him as just a, a human being who was messed up. Like yeah. we all yeah. are. Yeah. And you know, I, I started praying. I was thinking this morning, Lord, maybe there will be a Stephen moment. Maybe there's a Christian Palestinian or a Christian Jew that's being killed, and maybe that Jew or Palestinian will be a witness to Jesus the way Stephen was, and and Saul ended up becoming Paul. It was a transformative moment in that man's life um, that he never forgot, Mm. and he became Paul. And we forget that God can take, and I know there have been terrorists who have been converted to Christianity. They have, they have yielded to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Lords. And so uh, we need to pray, pray that God would be glorified, pray that his church would, would minister and be the ambassadors we've called, been called to be pray that, um, that we would guard ourselves, um, against, wanting revenge you know there's a difference between defending yourself and revenge and um god speaks to that in scripture well i mentioned this yesterday about the the difference how we typically we we do want justice but what we need is mercy we want justice for everybody else (laughs) that's right but what we really want is mercy and uh we tend to think we don't need the mercy it's somebody else who needs the mercy but yeah. the reality is we need the mercy. 
Yeah, and you know, it's like people ask this question all the time. You know, how could God let this happen? You know, I mean, how could it, if if God's so good, um, how can He let this stuff happen? And um, and we know, you and I know that. It's because if he sees these things happening, he'd have to wipe us all out, right? Right. Um, I mean, because we all uh, have. I and you know where you really see it is, you know, when people are going through difficult things and stress overwhelms them. But let's face it: every time something like this happens, it reminds us that the world in which we live is broken. There's right. pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And um, there is no one in the entire world who is not affected by pain and suffering of this world at some point in their life. I don't care what kind of money you got. I don't care. Look at Bill Gates, not Bill Gates, but um, uh, the guy who founded Apple, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Had all the money in the world, you know, and died from pancreatic cancer. And he is a real struggle as he went through that. Uh, and we know God is sovereign. And, um, so when we look at these things, like what's going on there, um, this is not our end. This is not the end of the story. Mm. We, we go through life with an eternal perspective, Paul says, and we don't lose heart. He says, these are light and momentary afflictions. And this is a guy who was whipped, beaten, stoned to death, almost, uh, shipwreck, all this. Uh, and we just need to look to the God of all creation, mm-hmm. knowing that he will take what Satan intends for harm to use it for good for those yeah. that love him. Yeah, right? that's what Joseph said in Genesis 50. Yeah. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, if you think about it, the worst thing in the world happened to Jesus. He was innocent yeah. of everything mm. and crucified yeah. and is shamefully beaten. So it was. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> we're going to take a quick break. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call after uh, the, in the next segment, 844-777-7928. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. I've been held by 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you have tuned in. If you want to call in today, 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. You can email us your comments and questions to ask at SWATradio.com. If you don't have time to call in, just shoot us an email if you have a question. Love to address that here on the air. So I know we're going to get back into the text for today, Mark chapter uh, Mark chapter one, and um, yeah, we, we covered Mark one twelve and thirteen, which is really what I call the Cliff Notes version of the uh, testing slash temptation of Jesus, and we're looking uh, really now at Matthew 4, which is the expanded version, 3 through 11. And as we look at Matthew uh, 4, 3 through 11, we're, we're going to look at the three major things that Satan brings at Jesus here, how he responds. We can learn from it in our own life. But the main thing that is coming across here is not just so we can learn from what Jesus did. It's that he is a worthy king. He is morally and divinely qualified to be the Messiah. And so if you go to Matthew 4, Brad, read Matthew 4, 3 through 11, and then we'll come back and and, yeah. uh, and, and kind of look at it. Let's do it. Uh, Matthew 4, beginning in verse 3, And the tempter <clears throat> came and said to him, if you, if you are the Son of God, command these stones— to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. On their and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Verse 7, Jesus said to him again, It is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all, all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So this is what Mark was referring to in Mark 1, 12 and 13, when it says he was being tempted by Satan when he was out in the wilderness. And if you remember from yesterday, we talked about how Jesus was in the desert, which would have been isolated. He would have been alone. It was desolate. And uh, he was among wild animals, it says in Mark. Uh, contrasted with Adam in the Garden of Eden, which was paradise and had Eve there. And he had peaceful animals. There was no animosity there between the animals. They weren't trying to eat him. All the food he wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we saw that. Uh, Adam was defeated by Satan, but Jesus defeated Satan. And we said, it's not the circumstances that cause us to fall, not the external. It's an internal thing. And Jesus' character was the character of God. He was deity. He never ceased being deity. 
And so um, in verse 3, he says, uh, Satan says, if you are the son of God, then command. In other words, what he's saying is, listen, as the Messiah, you shouldn't be hungry. You're God's son. Don't put yourself through this humiliation. Don't wait for God to fulfill this valid need for food in your life. Assert yourself. Meet your needs right now. With Satan, you ain't got to trust. You ain't got to wait. You ain't got to pray. He says you can have it right now. Brad, you've talked to a lot of men. How many, just like me, we've counseled a lot of men who have made some poor choices um as we all have struggled with poor choices at times how many of them fit into this mold right here where there's a valid need in their life but they circumvent the Hmm. timing of god meeting that need maybe god's trying to teach them something maybe he's trying to get their attention whatever and they go no i'm gonna meet the need my way i'm not getting it met the way god wants me to get it met but i'm going to do it my way and it never works out that's does right. it never they they it's it's and sometimes you can spiritualize that yeah. well god provided this yes well <laughs> yeah god bless me with yeah. this unsanctified mm. <laughs> blessing like listen god is not blessing you with sin you can that's rest right. assured if something is clearly sinful in the Bible. It is not a blessing from yeah. God. It, it is not. You are going against his word, going against his will. And, um, you know, the, <laughs> Jesus responded to this, by the way, in verse, um, uh, when you look at uh, Matthew 4, over, I think it's verse uh, 4, uh, he said, It is written, the first things out of his mouth. Are the word of God. He quotes from Deuteronomy eight, and and he only I think he quotes three here, but I'm going to include two and three because if you go back to Deuteronomy eight, what's going on is God is speaking to the people, and He's telling them, "I put you in the wilderness." In fact, He says, "Listen, I start." He says in verse two, "I let you be hungry in the wilderness." And I fed you in a way that you didn't know. I'm going to give you guys something you've never had before to show you you don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from my mouth. He basically told Israel, I'm going to put you in a place where your mind, your 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 genius, your abilities, your experiences, your talent, it isn't going to do you one bit of good. Hmm. You're going to have to depend on me. You're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to trust my word. And so that's what Jesus quotes. And what he's doing is he's affirming that it's only the creative and sustaining power of God that, that gives us our existence. And it made me think of James four, Brad, where, Uh, the writer James the half-brother of Jesus is saying don't make plans about what you're going to do he says you're you're a vapor yeah you're going to think well I'm going to do this this and this God is the one that determines what we're going to do he's the one who determines how long you're going to live he's the one who determines whether you're going to get something or not you can have a sure thing in your mind yeah and yet 
if God wills it not to be so, it will not be so. And so your eyes need to be on him. And so that's how Jesus responds back to Satan when he throws this first temptation at him. And remember, the primary temptation is not that Jesus would turn the stone into bread and and eat. It's that he would circumvent being weak in his humanness and use the second person of the Trinity's power, Jesus' hmm. divine power, to go around the struggle of being human and waiting on God because his father wanted him to wait to eat. And he's going to have a feast in a minute yeah. when the angels come, but right. it ain't now. Hmm. And and isn't that just like Satan? He comes in, you're weak. Satan, uh, Jesus had been out there for 40 days and nights. And Satan comes along, come on, you deserve this. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this from, from guys. Well, you know, God, I know God doesn't want me to be unhappy. <laughs> I know God doesn't want me to have to go through this. Yeah. I mean, I know he... You know, he's okay with me not having to be in this torture all the time. They, these are yeah. statements people have said. Brad. You know, and how valuable, even for you and I, in those circumstances, those situations, that we have the very word of God. Yes. I think of Romans twelve twelve. rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, mm-hmm. be constant in prayer. That's God's word. Okay, so how... How bad a theology do you have to have to be able to say, I, God wants me to be happy? Pretty bad. No, I mean. But it, see, that's what happens when you grow up in a consumer-based right. uh, church culture. Right. When the gospel has been forgiveness only, uh, prosperity, uh, it's all about you. Yeah. That's the kind of mm. disciples you make. And and so, that. But but I love Jesus coming back with scripture. Exactly. He came back with scripture and I, I, and it's really convicting as you go through this and you think when you deal with temptation, do we respond with scripture? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many scriptures that deal with just about every kind of temptation we deal with. And I think specifically, Brad, probably one of the greatest temptations men face in our culture, at least through conversations you and I've talked to people with uh, is pornography, uh, lusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think immediately of first Thessalonians chapter four, yeah. you know, this is the will of God yeah. that you abstain from sexual right. immorality. I mean, that is clear. Yeah. Do we go and throw that at Satan when that temptation comes? Do we start going through that? He says, God is an avenger. Well, I love yeah. I love his response, and I think Jesus's response here. Um, man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, I mean, he is saying, "My life, our life, is sustained by the Word of God." Yeah. And we're not talking about just Scripture. We know that the very next breath you have is only given by God's word. God can sustain you through the most difficult thing 
and he can take you in the midst of the most prosperous yeah. thing. But in the midst of those trials, those testings, those temptations, what is our first response? It should be. Is it to give in or to go go to God? Go to God. Go to his word. Know his word. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're already on the second break. Goodness gracious. Yeah. 844-777-7928. Love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or comment you want us to address here on the air, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Less, but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect delays because of a crash on the East Beltway 295 northbound at the ramp to Gate Parkway, blocking the off-ramp right lane. And there's another multi-vehicle accident on the East Beltway 295 southbound at the north end of the Dames Point Bridge. Cloudy with storms tonight, low 71. Thursday, more clouds, more storms, high 78. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. right we're just nobody's trying to tell everybody about that somebody who changed our life yes he did um listen if you want to call in today 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT if you have a question or comment you want us to address it on the air either call us or shoot us an email at ask at swatradio.com yeah we were we went into the break doug talking about just uh you know as as men who are tempted from time to time, um, you know, and I think temptations come as a result oftentimes of where we decide to go. You know, you, you think about, yes, so much of the uh, discipleship and counseling that you and I probably do, at least in the last 10 years, probably 85 to 90% of it is is rooted in struggles with sexual sin mm -hmm. and yet for some reason uh, you know we're, we're unwilling to amputate these things mm -hmm. you know the things that are really causing you to go back and yeah you know you 
you were talking earlier about blaming it on the circumstances you know being in the wilderness do you know where your wilderness is you know what i mean yeah and i you know uh, we have to know the dangers and we're going to talk well we will talk about that know our day know ourselves yeah because your struggles may be different and if we know we know where the weaknesses are you know that's one of the things the first thing you do if you're setting up a defensive perimeter is you want to probe your own weaknesses and know where they are so that you can basically bolster up mm-hmm. in that area yep. so if you struggle let's say with the area of pornography well that tells you right there where where are the access points for exactly. the enemy the computer yep. the phone um those kind of places so i need i told a guy one time you know write out psalm 101.3 i will put no vile thing before my eyes and put it right there on your computer where you see that verse every time. You know, just have that word of God right there with you. And and I, I can hear some guys out there, yeah, I've tried that. That doesn't work for me. Well, if you can look at God's word to you and just push past that, at that moment you love looking at those pictures more than you love Jesus. That's right. And, and you need to... You need to be aware of that. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's one thing to be caught off guard, to have a temptation pop up, and you go, "Wow, why did I do that?" It's another to have a warning sign right there, mm-hmm. God's word to you. These are the very words of God, right? And so the temptation is always the same. It goes back to the Garden of Eden, and we talked about that this week, Brad. It was it was. The, the text this week is about the kingdom of God. But every time there was a fall, whether it was Israel, whether it was man in the garden, or whether it was Satan when he fell out of the, uh, the heavenly realms, the sinful desire to be your own ruler, to disregard God as your ruler, is the issue. It's not looking, God made our minds as men to uh, really like looking at a naked woman. That's how we procreate. Mm -hmm. You know, there's biological things that happen. But when you take a valid need that we have and you meet it in an invalid way and circumvent God's design and his will, there's always problems. The reason we're having problems in the Middle East today is because Sarah gave Hagar to <laughs> to uh, Abraham right. because she did not trust God right. to, to do what he said he was going to do. Mm. And God says, I will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you can bear. Yeah. I'll give you a way out. Yeah. The problem is we don't want the way out. We want the way in. That's what we're looking for. We're looking or a rationalization or a justification. And a lot of the forgiveness-only gospel that's out there is telling people, it's okay, you've been forgiven. Grace. Yeah, it's grace. And listen, God is gracious. He is merciful. But that doesn't mean there's not consequences. Hmm. And so... What is Hebrews 10? If we, we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. 
Yeah. But and, a fearful expectation of judgment. And, and listen, we have a high priest who sympathizes with our weakness. He's yeah. experienced the temptations, right? right? So, but who in every respect has been tempted, but did not give in. He did not sin. And so it says, draw near to the throne uh, of grace with confidence. And so, so Jesus is proving during this exercise or test that he's worthy, that he's the morally, divinely qualified Messiah. And so he comes at Satan with scripture. And so Satan goes, okay, since you trust God, you say you trust him and you quote in his word uh, and his plan, then prove you can really trust him. If you're the son of God and he takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple and he says, um, it's written and he quotes Psalm 91. Only problem is he leaves out a portion of it. He leaves out to guard you in all your ways. And what he's doing is he's implying doubt to Jesus. He, he's trying to get Jesus to tempt God. People do this all the time. In other words, he's saying, make God prove you're the Messiah by forcing him to keep his word. And people do that all the time. He's telling Jesus, just quit saying, not my will, but your will. Hey, by the way, does Satan know the scriptures? Yes. He does. You know, and I'm reminded of the prosperity gospel. God will give you whatever you want. You want money? He's going to give you money. Just come to Jesus. You want health? He'll give you health. You want a big car? He'll give you a big car. How did Jesus respond here? Again, he goes back to Deuteronomy. By the way, how many of you out there in the listening land are spending time in Deuteronomy? <laughs> Jesus came back three times. Every time it was from Deuteronomy. He says, do not put God to this test. Listen, you don't ever put yourself in a dangerous, reckless situation to try to get God to prove himself or force him to prove himself because there's risk associated with God's will, and that's okay. But they're not for our benefit or glory. Those are us following his commands. Uh, and so, so he again defeats Satan, and then Satan says, okay, he takes him up to a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he says, you can have all this, just bow down and worship me. You know, dad's given it to me, your dad's given it to me, and um, it's under my control, and so I'll give it to you, you just worship me which is what Satan wanted from the beginning. He's always wanted our worship. And if you continue to give in to sin, do you, in fact, every time we give in to sin, is that glorifying to God or glorifying to Satan? Satan. It glorifies him. And by the way, does the Bible say one day that all the kingdoms of the world will be under the, the rule of King Messiah? Jesus, yes. Does it say that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to Jesus? Yes. So Satan is only giving Jesus or offering him. He's not giving him. He's offering him what God's already promised him. He's just saying, you can have it right now. Don't go through the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. Don't go through the humiliation, the suffering, the stress, the rejection, the spitting. You don't have to do that, Jesus. Don't humiliate yourself. Just worship me now. And how does Jesus respond? Again, he goes back to Deuteronomy 6. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. 
I mean, three times, Brad, mm-hmm. Satan comes at him. And by the way, that all three of those temptations we see in First John two fifteen uh, through seventeen, and they all go back to the garden: lust of the eyes, lust of flesh, and the pride of life. And so Jesus is a worthy Messiah. He's morally qualified and divinely qualified to be our King, our ruler, and and that's the whole purpose of it all. So uh, I love that, you know. Um, Jesus responds three times to Satan's temptations with no, no. I'll trust God's word. I'll trust his love. I'll trust his plan. I will obey him. I'll eat when he wants me to eat. Mm-hmm. I'll rule when he wants me to rule, and I'll be sovereign over what he wants me to be sovereign when he wants me to, and he did not sin. Well, and this is going to lead into what you guys are going to discuss next week about the kingdom of God, yeah. you know, that that what does that mean and you and i've been working through worked through the book uh, the uh, discipleship gospel over the summer so much of that was uh, rooted in the idea that the kingdom of god is here and that right here in the very beginning jesus is submitting to the god mm-hmm. you know he, he is saying man cannot live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god that mean what he's saying is my life i'm going to have life when i'm obedient to to the lord to god well even if, if you remember in samaria even when the disciples went away and they come back and they go he didn't have any food he goes my food is what to do the will of the father exactly exactly yeah. Whew, good stuff glad you tuned in if you want to call in call us at 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT stay tuned we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. I've been held by Savior. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call us during this last segment, we'd love to hear from you. 
seven nine two eight did you figure out where the game is no well it's going to be wherever <laughs> the teams are remember that oh that's play, right that, yeah, it's different right. it, it, like uh that but uh anyway uh you know satan when he tempted jesus didn't stop after this there were still temptations remember yes. in the garden and stuff um um it, you know they um it says in luke four thirteen that um when the devil had ended every temptation he departed from him until an opportune time that's luke four thirteen. um can I just make a mention of that real quick? I had a few minutes uh, a couple of weeks ago to teach on that very verse. Really? Isn't it interesting that it it, it says that he he's going to return at an opportune time? Listen, he knows who Jesus is. Yeah. Listen, if he's going to return for an opportune time with Jesus, you think he'll do, he'll do it with us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't you remember, too, uh, with Peter um, and Mark 16 – Hey, this isn't going to happen to you, Jesus. Right. Get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan was using one of his closest friends to try to speak something that on the surface seemed great. Yeah. You know, uh, this isn't going to happen. Um, and, um, and then over in John 6, after Jesus fed the people, it says Jesus perceived they were going to come and take him by force and make him king. He was not to be that kind of king. Uh, uh, would you silence your cell phones in the studio? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, um, but here's the principle, Brad. When we when we get a victory against Satan, and Satan kept coming at Jesus, and he kept doing it, doesn't mean that you're not going to be tempted again it doesn't mean he's going to give up and if you're his one of my friends told me doug when you are serving the most high god you do so with a target on you and your family and those around you because satan wants to do everything he can to hurt your witness to get you to walk away from god if he can't get you to walk away he wants to get you to fall he wants to get you to uh, choose him other than god and um you know that um it's interesting that jesus told him you know get out of here (laughs) i love that at the end of it after it all you know he goes be gone and what happened satan slumped away it says the devil Mm -hmm. left him why because jesus spoke that right there ought to make you so encouraged because uh, you know, I was sharing a verse from Hebrews earlier, and it says in Hebrews that we have, you know, we have a a priest who was made like us in every respect so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest. What is a high priest's job? To be the go-between. Intercede. Yeah. And so Jesus is interceding for you. And and the fact that he said, be gone, Satan, and it says he left. Yeah. Satan is the most powerful force, the most powerful person hmm. um, other than God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so he's he is a powerful, powerful force. And, um, you know, people crack me up. They take 
authority over Satan. We don't have any authority over Satan. Jesus has authority over Satan. We ask him, Lord, please take this away. What did Paul hmm. say? Paul asked three times for the thorn to be taken yeah. away. Um, so, and it says he was a messenger of Satan. That thorn was a messenger of Satan. We don't know what that really mm -hmm. meant, but it was, it was something that Paul did not like. And so t Satan goes away, kind of a defeated enemy here, but that he didn't stop. Um, he didn't stop it. And so now Jesus defeats Satan. He's ready to begin his ministry and, He's a, he's a great leader. He leads by example. He proved himself to be the perfect king who's worth our, our respect and our obedience. And, um, and, and so Mark lays that out in a very compact form for us over in his account. But I wanted us to see the expanded uh, account because Peter certainly knew that. And again, I alluded to this yesterday. The only way they would have known this is, is for Jesus to have shared it because he was yeah. the only one out there. Mm. And so kind of what are the takeaways, Brad? Oh, by the way, verse 11 of, of Matthew, angels fed him and ministered to him. That word ministered to, it means to serve food. Hmm. Interesting. So, so in our battle with Satan, going back to what you said earlier in the program, we have to know ourselves, know who we are, be alert for Satan to tempt us. Um, I, I go to that passage in First John, you know, do not love the world or the things of the world. No. These are the things of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. The word there for love is unconditional, the agape love. And you cannot love the world with an unconditional love, that agape love, and love God with that. So if you love God that way, that means the world is loved with us. Listen, it's not saying you can't appreciate good things. You can't appreciate the things God has given us in our world. But if any of those things that you get, you get because God hasn't given them to you and you take them. Yeah or he doesn't want him to, you to have them now and you go get them, you better be careful because he, he shows very clearly that there are things that sometimes he wants us to wait for and, and the idea of Abraham and Sarah. Hmm. And, and they circumvented his will to go get it, yeah. and now we still mm. we see what's going on as a result of it yeah. so well if you think about the fact that you know how does how does satan go after jesus the son of god yeah. lust of the eyes lust of the flesh the boastful pride of, the pride of life yeah and to to the point is do we understand our own weaknesses do we understand the wilderness area in our own life mm -hmm. i think it's interesting that you know this this begins with the the statement that jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted um how often do we willingly go into the wilderness not but led by the spirit but led by the flesh mm. i was thinking about james uh, james 1 14 but i think but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire mm -hmm. you know jesus wasn't enticed or lured by his own desire he mm -hmm. was led by the spirit yeah and uh you know satan 
is going to tempt him with the eyes and the flesh and pride. Uh huh. He'll do that to me. He'll do that to you. Well, he does. Yeah, he absolutely will. And you know, going back to that First John two passage, uh, at the end of it, it says, "And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever." In other words, are we trading the uh, eternal for the temporary? And, and so that's why we have to know who we are. Be alert for Satan to tempt us to fulfill our ambition his way, which is apart from God's blessing, apart from God's provision. All right, second, know your Bible. Know God's word. Know not just what it says, but know what it means. And then don't just know what it means. Like you said, let it go through us. Yeah. The word has to be applied if we don't apply it, it does us no good. Well, and the fact that Jesus says it is written that bread, man cannot live on bread alone. Yeah. Man can live. Our life is found in our obedience mm-hmm. to his will, to his purposes, to his plan. The Son of God confirmed that. Yes. You know, listen, I can go get the best food in the world. But you know what? In six or eight hours, I'm going to be hungry again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. And he said, I give you food, you'll never hunger. Right. I give you water, you'll never thirst. So know his word. Know his word. Know who you are. Know his, his word. And then wait on God's timing. Follow his plan and seek him above all. Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things, mm-hmm. he'll take care of. <laughs> Uh, and, and then finally, know that we have a faithful high priest and king. And I go back to Hebrews 4. Uh, we approach with confidence the throne of grace. Why? Because he's sympathetic to our our weaknesses. He knows how we're going to fall, Brad. He knows yeah. we're, we're weak in certain areas. He loves us, and we're his children, and he's not here to condemn us as his children he wants to help us learn to have victory over these areas that satan keeps attacking in and in first corinthians 10 i just quote that one more time 13 it's uh from paul and paul is writing by the way brad the corinthians were they did they struggle with temptation you think (laughs) yes oh my gosh they they were pretty horrendous in a lot of areas and he said listen No temptation has overtaken you that is not common. First of all, he's saying your your temptation is no different than anybody else's, right? Everybody deals with it. God is faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you might endure it. And going back to the illustration of Joe White's dog, right? The way of escape is keeping your eyes fixed on the master. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes on the master. Like uh, Hebrews 12 says, mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, one, throw off the sin that yeah. so easily entangles. <clears throat> keep your eyes fixed on the Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look for the, look for the way of escape too. I think that that, I love that verse, first Corinthians ten thirteen. Yeah. that he, he has, he has provided the way of escape. And so oftentimes, Doug, we're not looking for that. 
Yes. Uh, we're so focused on our desires. We have been tempted and we are lured into that temptation by our own desires. Yes. And uh, boy, I love that picture of keeping your eye on the master. Yeah, that's a good picture for us to keep. Well, listen, tomorrow I'm going to have Sam Nadler uh, from Word of Messiah Ministry. Sam is a Messianic Jew. He's going to come on and just uh, uh, let us hear from his perspective how we can pray for Israel Amen. and how we can help Israel. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And then on Friday, Brad, David Gray and Dave Wilbert. Uh, oh, David and Dave will be on <clears throat> to discuss what we've been talking about this week. So. Well, I'll be tuning in. Be tuning in. And I'll see you in about a week. Yeah, I'll see you a week. So, uh, 